All right, we're back in the Liverpool studio filming 10 this week, and we are starting out with Carl Smith, who is a poet. When the soul cried out for meaning. That's the one. That's the book on Amazon. All Carl's links will be in the description box below the video. And as a young person, Carl was actually charged with attempted murder at age 19. So it is going to be a very hard-hitting story. We're going to get into what happened. And the Newton hearing. I've heard that term before, but I'm not exactly sure, but he's going to break it down. And what socials are you on? Uh, WordPress and Twitter. Twitter, okay. So we'll, we'll get your Twitter down there as well. And you've got a Scouse accent, but you're not quite a Liverpool central uh, no, person. But, um, uh, my mum's... My mum's a scouser, my dad's from Bolton. Right. I've done a lot of moving about. Because yeah. I'm from Widnes, so they call us woolly backs in Liverpool. Well, you, you're a scouse bastard everywhere else in the world. and you Go, <laughs> go Manchester, you're a scouser. Yeah, yeah, and then you, go, you, you come to Liverpool and say, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So before we get into your life story, Carl, what, what happened with this screw, the prison guard, getting swilled? Right, that was my me, uh, me, me very first week in, um, in prison. Which prison was it? It was in Old Court. I think I was, I was about 17 and it, it was my first time in jail. And uh, I, I landed on the wing because um, Old Court is a HMP, but if you're a young offender, you can be on remand there. You can't share a cell with cons, but you can, you know, you, you're on the same wing as them. Yeah. And it, the, the first night I was, I was in a cell on my own. They put me on my own. And then a lad... A lad from it, Old Swan, came in and we shared a cell. It was our, it was both our first times in prison. And I think I went on a visit and I came back and there was like a weird atmosphere on the wing. And I, I said to Marvin, I said, what's going on? I, said, I don't know, it's all a bit weird. Sometimes you can tell something's going There's down. There's an atmosphere, yeah. yeah. Like everything's quiet. Like, like, no one's on the pool tables or on the phones. Everyone's behind the doors, even though it's association. And yeah. You can just tell something was going on. Yeah. The atmosphere, everything. Yeah, and in our course, it, it, it's like a, a rectangle wing, uh, two landings, and and there's a console it's called the console. It's just by the showers, and you have the screws sitting there, and they have um, you know the cam like the, the monitors, you know, from the cameras and the computer, mm -hmm. and that's where the screws sit. And uh, ne next thing you know, I've I've heard this uh, like a like a splash. I've looked over to the console. And there's a screw covered in piss and shit, and it, the, the wing stunk. What, what everyone had been doing, they've, they've had this mop bucket, and everyone, they've been, it's been getting passed around, getting pissed in and shit in, and um, yeah, it's ended up over this screw's head. So obviously, everyone's gone straight behind the door. And uh, where my cell is, you can sort of like peek through the door and see, because all the screws have, we, we've all been locked up, and all the screws have come on, you know, and the numbers like they do. And we can sort of see what's going on. They go in this lad's cell and you've just heard like whack, whack, whack. And he was screaming. And the next thing you know, the screaming just stopped. And they've brought him out. They haven't, they've been carrying it. Like ones have had his legs, some have had his top. He's, he's completely knocked out. One of his arms is just flapping everywhere. And they've just carried him off. So, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the swilling incident. So do you know what the motive was behind that? Because usually, you know... There's certain types of guards, isn't there? There's ones yeah. who are like, 
are kind of all right, and then there's the yeah. arsehole Robocop ones. Yeah, I think he, I think he was a bit like that. But as I said, it was it was literally it, it was like my first couple of days. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what was, didn't going, know what was on. going on. My first time in jail, yeah. full stop. Right. Yeah. Was that a bit intimidating for you then, your first time to see something like that? It it would have been, but um, there was a slashing like the day I, the day I arrived. <laughs> yeah, a slashing. What happened there? Um, so I've come on the wing. Like I was saying, that there's a lad next door to me, a big black lad. He, he, he was, I think he was a con, so he couldn't share with me, but he was nice. He was, um, you know, like he, he, he was showing me the ropes and stuff. And the, the YOs, the rule was we had the pool table and the cons at the snooker table. It was kind of an unwritten rule. And this black lad wasn't having it. He was like, I'm on that pool table next. My name's there on the snooker table next. My name's down. I'm going on it. And uh, a few of the older. Liverpool fellas didn't like it. Arguments broke out. This black lad's ran in his cell. He came, the first time I'd ever seen a prison, you know, tool, like a toothbrush with the uh, blaze melted on. And he's, but the scouser was quite tall, you know, the con. And he's like slashing at him, but he's got his hand up and it's like just cutting his hands and his wrists. And that was, like I said, like my second day. And I was just, that was intimidating. Yeah. I was, I was a bit, I'm not afraid to say I was a bit scared. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you think prison was like that? Or was it just like you see things on TV and shit, but then you're really there and it's a whole different thing level, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a different, I mean, my dad had, had, had been been to jail. My stepdad had been to jail. The older lads that I hang around. So I, I've, I've, I have heard jail stories, but yeah. when, it's, it's, when it's your turn and... You're in there and you haven't got your mates around you and stuff, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a different level, yeah. Did you bump into any of the G brothers in the prison system? Um, I, I, I saw uh, Danny G Danny in, G. in, uh, in uh, Walton. What yeah. year was that, do you remember? It was it, it was 2006. It was just before England played in the World Cup because I was on I-Wing in um, Walton and my dad... My dad lived in America on and off for years and he'd been in an American prison and then deported straight here. But I didn't even know he was in the country and someone got a message to me saying, your, your dad's on B-Wing. So uh, next thing you know, my I'm lying on my bed and the, my door opens and he, the screw called me Carl, which is which is unusual. Carl was, oh yeah, me. And he goes, I used to do the door. He was a screw. He goes, I used to do the doors with your dad. He goes, he's on B-Wing. He wants you to come and watch. We're having the TV out on the landing. We're watching one of the England games. I think it was like a, a, a friendly. It was it was England v. I think it was like Trinidad and Tobago. So you could get the exact date if you wanted. <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, that'll be fine." Yeah. And um, so it was just before like everyone got opened up, you know. So I was off the wing first. Just come off the wing. We're going on to B wing. And then there's this lad just sat on sat on like a table like this, big big unit of a lad. And it, but we could, we were still behind the gate, and uh, I heard one of the screws say, "Come on, G." And then it, I, it, it just realised who it was. I thought, "Oh, that must," because everyone on Ireland was speaking all this. This Danny G's just landed on because I, I, I didn't know who he was. So his it. reputation just spread that he'd arrived. Oh yeah, yeah, all the scousers and that were talking about yeah. him. Yeah. So and he's like, like I said, he's a big lump of a lad, and he's just sat on this table, and there's this screw. Honestly, he was. <laughs> It was, I, I was only 21. I, I, I went from Lancaster Farms to, to Walton, so I, I, I was only 21. And this, the, the, the screw must have been about the same age, honestly. And he was, he, he was a short lad. And uh, 
Danny G's going, oh, don't be intimidated by me. Just tell me what you want. You know, giving him a bit of shit. The screw is shitting himself. Yeah. But yeah he, he, <laughs> do you know what they wear? They have the white shirts and the pants. Yeah. The white shirt, pants, and one of these, like, it was like this kind of material, like a tank top yeah. thing. And I was like, why, why is it? You know, he just looked out of place, you know. And then the screw I was with saying, we can't go onto the wing until this is resolved. And I was like, yeah, fine, you know, fine by me. I, I, I'll stay this side. That's fine. But uh, he, he ended up just doing what, he, he, he did it off his own accord in the end, but there yeah. was no way to, it, it would have took a few of them to move him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a few people have written to Danny G. We've we, on the previous videos we've put up about him, we've got his address um, in the description box. So I'll, I'll try and remember to put his address in the description box below this if people want to write to him. Um, in prison, like the things that are gold are your visits and your mail. So people really appreciate mail. So if you've got anyone in prison at all, it's always good to give them a thought and, and write to them because um, that mail call comes around. Everyone's like looking, seeing if they're getting anything, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was there any other big name prisoners you came across? Purple Aki, anyone? No, no. No, no Aki stories. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't you from the place that um, Aki did that thing from? Well, yeah, my mum's my from Liverpool and then we, she ended up moving to New Brighton. Yeah. And the lad that. The, the lad that, that jumped over the fence and died, he was from Birkenhead, but they were in New Brighton for the day. Right. And I think he was getting a... The story is he was getting harassed by him. Yeah. And he's ran back to the train station to go back to Birkenhead. He climbed over the fence. Yeah. And I, th I don't know if... I don't, know if, I don't think it was a train hit him. I think he got electrocuted. But I'm, I'm, not, right. I'm not totally sure, but he definitely died at the... Yeah. It was New Brighton. I, I think he was a promising footballer, people were saying oh, as well. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. And Aki went to prison for that one, didn't he? I'm not, I'm, I'm not totally so. sure. It was all these stories. You know, yeah. I was there, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like this myth about him, like uh, like like the big fuck, uh, big foot type of character in there, you know. Yeah, like it's not, you're, yeah. not, you're not sure if he's real or not when you're a kid. Well, yeah. Wildman used to hang out with him when Wildman was a kid. <laughs> right, uh, Naki um, was massive. Wildman was only little back then, and um, we our friends. Aki would just come and like have him, he'd be feeling the muscles and I'm squatting them. Squat. Yeah. But every time I came out though, I, I, he was never out on the nights I was out, so I missed him. We came to have witnessed a lot. And he was in the headline on the newspaper when I left the country. When I got back, I went to the shops, like the hypermarket or some shit in witness. Looked at the newspapers, and there he was, front page again. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. <laughs> believe it. All right, then. Let's go back, then, to how this all started. So, where were you raised, then? Yeah, so, my mum is originally from... Liverpool, Fairfield, and my dad's from Bolton. But both of their families separately moved to Southport, and that's where my, my mum and dad have met. Ah. Yeah. Where so, were they when they met, you know? I thought it was just a nightclub, I think. A nightclub, yeah. yeah. There was no uh, like these social dating sites back there, was there? Yeah, <laughs> no, it? Yeah, it was no. just a night. They were only young, so I think they were only like 19, you know, when, they, when my mum fell pregnant. With you? Yeah. Yeah, my parents were as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what was life like growing up there? Well, my mum was pregnant and it was, I think, I think she learned very early on. My dad was a, a bit of a character, you know, he was up to no good. And he, he, he was, he ended up going to Borstal or detention centre, you know, whatever it was back in the early 80s there. Yeah. So my dad's story, he, he said he was in, in Borstal, I think it was. And, the, the screws have got them out and the governor said to him, I've got a letter here off your missus. 
she's leaving you and she's having an abortion. That was you? Yeah, yeah, that's how it started. Oh, but um, but he's <laughs> gone out and he's a bit of a talker, my dad, so luckily for me, so he's he's got her back and um, they've ended up getting married and he said, they, they, that's when they've, my granddad had a hotel in New Brighton and my dad and my mum have moved over to New Brighton to run the bars in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I think he was... Just, Pretty much started doing what he was doing again. Was he in and out? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't. I, he was definitely in. He's been in a few times when I was a kid, but I wouldn't say in and out. But he's he's done a couple of he's done a couple of stints. Definitely, yeah. How did that feel as a kid? Then how did you process that? I I, I remember going to visit him in Strangeways once, and it was um, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it wasn't a nice feeling. No, I hated leaving him. You know, I wanted to stay. You know, as a kid, you want to stay there. Did you understand you? the situation? Or was it was it like explained to you? in a certain way to protect you from knowing, you know, what the full extent of things. No, I think everyone was pretty much honest with me, you know. Yeah. He, he's he's been he, he's been bad and this is where you go if you you misbehave type thing, yeah. Yeah. And do you remember um visiting them what it was like inside? Can you remember like was it the, I remember the, 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 it's, like an, it's like Walton, it, it's like an old like Victorian build. I remember like looking up at all you know, all the landings and Yeah. I remember like, cause I went in me, my cousin and my nan went in and I remember like you know, the screws like, you know, patting us down and stuff and yeah. I was thinking but I, I think uh, I kind of liked it as well in a weird way. I can't, it was kind of like I've just been to jail to see my dad's side thing, you know, with my mates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your mum's reaction to him going back inside after she'd warned him? Yeah, well, they split up. They, they, they'd all, all, already split up okay. by then. Because, like, like I said, he was back do, doing his old stuff. Mm. And I think he left, he went back to Southport or Bolton and my mum just stayed in New Brighton. She's been there ever since, she's still there now. She's in New Brighton, like 30-odd years, you know, she's been... She, um, yeah, she's a bit mad. Like, she didn't know anyone, but she just thought, right, I'll just stay. And she's made a life for herself over there. Yeah. When you're saying he's doing his stuff, um, what alleged stuff c could you say that he was perhaps um, accused of or charged with or convicted of? Yeah, it was mainly violence. Was it? But, yeah, with my dad. I know he used to... Um, I think he got done for like, um, what's it called? And you, you know, you're plating up cars, not knocking off cars, and the, yeah. So it was just, um, just a bad lad, I guess. So, yeah. so was he like um, out with the night people, the doormen, the club scene, yeah, or what was he? Yeah, like like the club scene. He was a doorman. Yeah, when I oh, was he was a, a doorman. Yeah, when I was a kid, he was. That screw I was telling him about before. Yeah. He, he, you know the one who let me out myself. Yeah, he did the door with him. He said, "Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, right." That's how he knew, and that's how I got the inter wing visit. You know. So was he a big fella? Was he, hot, you know, like he was. He, he, he he's not tall, but he was always big with me. You know, he was tough. always. But yeah, tough. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what does he do now? Is yeah, he, he's just a truck driver now. Yeah, yeah he, he's um, so he's calmed down then. He's, he's calmed down. Yeah, I think his little stints in America calmed him down. I oh, think. We'll yeah, get he, to did, that he, then. he didn't like it. And how old are you when he was doing the American stint? He, he's lived in America on and off since 1990. I mean, he, he's, I think he's banned for life now. But which, um, which state? Florida. I, oh yeah. Yeah, I've been to Florida a few times to see him. Was yeah. he in Florida State then? Not I'm the not, feds. I'm not sure. I remember. <laughs> Stay something county is it Lockade or something county or, jail yeah they're the worst ones uh, oh, the, yeah. oh yeah yeah he was in there they are the absolute worst ones the county jails yeah I think he was he said he was in it's not like a two man cell over there is it there's like there's, 
there's loads of you in a cell yeah, and stuff, isn't it? Depends yeah. on your security level, yeah. yeah. And did that put him off <laughs> the lifestyle? Yeah, I think so. Well, he ended up doing a bit. He got out of there, then went straight to the, the immigration place in Miami. Yeah, to be deported. Crone, is it? Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 And then he went from the Crone Detention Centre straight to Walton. Right. Because he got nicked from America and then he got nicked in England. Oh, he got and then, gate arrested, And that's he? when I... That's when I bumped into him again. Yeah. In, in Walton. Had he gone there because he had stuff he was running away from here? Yeah, he, he's been back and forth. Like I said, he's been back and forth since, I think it was 1990. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been on the run in Spain and in, in uh, Florida. He, he he was on a dodgy passport. That's why they arrested him back in England. And he ended up getting, I think he got 18 months for that. For oh, I bet he's got some bloody stories from Florida. Yeah, need probably. to get him on the podcast. Yeah, hey, I'll pass your number. I'll give him your number. Yeah. <laughs> He's been to a jail in Spain as well. Has he? Do you know the the, the Indian fella you've had on? Which one was that? Um, it was in the same spot. I don't think he was with him, but it was the same jail he was in in Alicante. Oh, um, Chet. That's the, the, the one. The Sikh, Chet, yeah, the Sikh. yeah. Chet, yeah, he's a great guy. He was in. Um, the high security level, wasn't yeah, he? I don't think he was high security, my dad, but it was definitely the same jail. Yeah, Because I, 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 yeah. I, I was watching it and I thought, that's where my dad was. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If people want to watch that one, it is um, UK bodybuilder in Spanish Supermax. I think we've got three parts. And the third part, he brought in the guy who was his smuggler. And um, they all ended up in the same jail in, in, in Spain. It's, it's quite a good story. All right, so we've gone off on a tangent, but um, going back to your childhood then. Yeah. What was it like then? Like, did you get along at school? Did you have friends? Were you okay? Were you bullied? Um, I, I, my mum, after my dad left, my mum, she, she, you know, I think she had a few people take the piss out of her, but then she, she eventually married my stepdad. Mm. He, he was, um, he's from Bootle Scouser. Um, he's he's ex-military, so he, you know he was quite tough. But he had two sons that had a, a, a muscular disease, is it MDM something? The muscular, and, and they both ended up dying. Bloody hell! Yeah, and then he oh hit the God. bottle. Because how, how old were they when they died? They were young. Because I, I oh. when they were really young, I used to play with them, and then they got a bit older, and they were in a wheelchair, and then and then and, and then they just deteriorated. MDM, I think it is not muscular dystrophy. Some, yeah, that's the one. Is it? Yeah. That's so sad, man. Yeah. So that really obviously messed with his that head. That would mess anyone's head up. Yeah. And then he hit the bottle. And yeah. yeah. Living with an alcoholic, so like, it's horrible, especially a violent one. But Yeah. Yeah, but at first he was great. And I used to go camp, you know, because he was in mm. ex-military. We'd go camping and he'd take me to all them places. But once the drink got a hold of him, it was just, yeah. it was someone else. That didn't end well with my mum. And she ended up getting... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was taken hostage by him and everything. It was like a big oh, hostage. Yeah, I know there was like a big hostage thing. And Were then, you there when that happened? No, I wasn't. My little sister was there. His daughter. Um, he ended up taking her and my little sister in the car, going on high-speed police chases with her in the car, drunk. He ended up going to jail for that, and then I think that was it. Then my mum had enough. What the hell? She packed his bags, and he, yeah. he, he never came back after that. Yeah. Is your mum doing all right now, then? Yeah, yeah, she's doing great. My mum, she just gets, she, she just uh, gets on with it, Good. you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow, everyone in your family's got wild stories, haven't they? Uh, yeah, well, he's dead now, so he can't tell any. any the ex-military story. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ale just ruined him. Yeah. Was he young then when he went? Yeah, he must. Have, yeah, well, when I think back, he mustn't. 
must have been 50s, so oh, yeah, yeah, really young, yeah, yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It's like a broken heart, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had to, it's his two sons died, and then my sister died, his daughter. So we had two sons and a daughter all died. Your sister died? Yeah. So he's had two sons and a daughter die, so I guess that can, what, what? as I've got older, yeah, you realise things can... How old were you when your sister died? About about 25, 26, I think. Oh, my God, and what happened there? Um, she, she was in a car crash, it was. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I remember I, I was... Um, I can't imagine that. Yeah, no, it's horrible. I, 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 was in a, I was staying in my uncle at the pub and I was staying above the pub and I kept hearing, like, I woke up. It, it must have been a Saturday because Match of the Day was on. I woke up and Match of the Day was on and there was stones hitting my window. And I, so I looked at my phone. There was, like, 20-odd missed calls and I looked out the window and there's a police car there. So instantly I thought, shit, the police, you know, one of them. But then I saw my mum's husband who she's with now and my mum, my mum just looked like, oh. she just looked terrible and I knew something had happened and I went down and, and, and my mum couldn't even speak it. Her husband had to say like, listen, Charlotte's, um, Charlotte's gone like, I, I, she's died and I couldn't get it through my head and I, I, I said, Can I, I'm going to have to come back with you now, I can't go back up there on my own. They were like, yeah. So I went in the police car and that was weird being, I remember being in the police car thinking, I'm not, not and then went to my mum's and the next day, in North Wales it was where she died, where the car crash happened, and we went to the hospital. So it was like me, my mum, my mum's husband and my gran. I think that they were in the car, we went inside the morgue, and there was like this room, it said like chapel arrest on it. And then we went in, she was just, she like she was just there, she just looked like she was asleep, you know. And I, I remember going to give her a kiss, well, I, I kissed her on her head and she was all, cold and it, it it shocked me and the coldness just like it just just went straight to my heart you know froze it and I'm, it was like a hospital bed and I remember I had my hands on the hospital bed and I, I'm I'm rattling it I'm, I'm, I think everyone thought I was just about to lose it and um, my grand just touched me on the back sorry I'm getting a bit here my grand just touched me on the back I just instantly calmed, calmed down you know and I remember going outside and yeah it's it, it Took me like three, four years to get over that line. Oh, I can't imagine, yeah. man. I've got a sister. If that happened, that would really fuck me up. Yeah. Would no. you have any other siblings? I've got like a lot of like my dad's got. I think he's got loads scattered about the place. You know. Yeah. 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 He's one of them. My dad. Yeah. Some in America, huh? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in school, then, how did you perform? Were you interested in anything? Yeah, no, I, I, I was always good at sporty stuff, but um, I, I had all sorts going on in my head, you know. I was, there was all sorts going on in my life, and I, I just couldn't really settle in school. I, um, I, I, I was just attracted to, you know, other people that were going through stuff. All my mates and stuff, they, were, they didn't have dads or the mums were addicted to this, you know, and they were troubled kids, and troubled kids tend to get into trouble you know so that's well, I, got, I got kicked out of two schools did you yeah what was your early trouble you was getting into the earliest thing I got arrested for well not arrested but um I, I, I was you know questioned my school was about two three miles away we had to walk there me and my mate had to walk and that, we used to nick you know the the dust caps you know some cars have metal ones 
and we used to nick them and sell them to the people on the bikes. And my coat was a Helly Hansen. It just it was it was like white, blue, and red. And I got spotted, and they were like, "Well, Carl's got a coat like that," and he's one of the. You know, kids is getting into trouble, so the police came in, and uh, the first time I had a bit of a... T- they, they couldn't prove it. My dad always said to me, the only thing you say to the police is prove it or no comment, and I said, prove it. And I was like, you must have thought you cheeky little bastards, you know? <laughs> and uh, they, they couldn't prove it, but they, um, they gave me a bit of a, ro- a rollicking, like... Uh, give you a beat, they beat you up? No, they didn't beat me up. I, I've My first time I got touched by the police, I, I, I'd never been arrested before, and I was on the train, on on Mersey Rail coming back from Southport um, to see my mum in Liverpool and um, a, a gang of like youths got on with all like drinks and I was on my own I was only about 13 and uh, the, the, the train just wouldn't move you know because they've had all the beers and everything and uh, the police came on and they said get get all your stuff off the train and they were getting them then come on and you I said oh I'm not with them he went fucking on you and he dragged me off. I remember thinking, shit. And he made me stand against. I was given a bit of cheek by this point. I was like, I'm not with them, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And he and he stood he stood me on the wall and he goes, When this train leaves here, your balls go into the back of your head. And I remember I was I was trying my hardest not to cry. Cause I, I was I was scared. I was like I said, I was I was like 13, 12, 13, and I remember thinking, like, shit. And, and I'm tra- keeping these tears back. A few years before that, I was about 10. And my dad took me to a football match. My dad's from Bolton, as I said. And it was, we were watching Bolton. And they had the high fences on. You know, like the, the old school. And it, they, they were all standing up. And he used to put me at the front of my cousins from Bolton. And then he used to, um, you know, stand at the back of his mates, whatever. Yeah. And it, I, we were playing Man United. And I was only 10. But I was doing this aeroplane thing, copying these lads. You know, because it was the Munich air disaster. But I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 10 and the cop has gone, don't do that. And I started crying, you know, thinking, oh, I'm being into trouble. And my dad came down, started arguing with the copper. I'm in tears. We've been asked to leave anyway. So we're outside in the car park. And my dad's come down to me eye level. And he goes, you sort yourself out. So I sort myself out on that. And he goes, you never let them bastards see you cry. No matter how much they're hurting you or how much you're suffering, you don't let them bastards see you cry. So back to this train station, I'm standing there just trying my hardest to keep my tears in. The train's gone and I'm waiting and then he, he drags me. He's put the cuffs on me. First time I've ever had handcuffs on me and he's twisting them as I'm walking. And I'm like, like I said, I'm just trying not to cry. And there's like a, a Land Rover, like a, like a metal Jeep thing. He put me in the back of that and as he puts me in, he smacked me around the back of the head. And I'd just gone in the thing, and I, if, I know it sounds dramatic, but it, it was felt, it, I felt like I'd been kidnapped. One minute I'm just sat on a train, <laughs> minding my own business, and I've been dragged off, threatened to have my balls, put to the back of my head, put in cuffs, and then locked in the back of a car. You was kidnapped. I, 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 that's how it felt. <laughs> and then he came about 20 minutes later and just let me go. Just said, go, go. And I'm like, I was like, all oh, like cuts on my wrist. I was like, that's just, yeah. I genuinely felt like it had. I'd been kidnapped. Yeah. So you didn't get off to a good start in life with the police then? Oh, no, it was just <laughs> everything my dad, because my mum and dad have different views. Like The police are good in my mum's eye, the police are bad in my dad, and then I, I just believe my dad. Everything my dad had ever said about them, it it happened to me, you know. Yeah. And then my dad's brother, my uncle, he had um, he had four dots on his knuckles, you know, tattoos. And I always say, what does that mean? And one day he told me, he says, oh, it's all coppers, all bastards. I remember being back on the train thinking... He, he, he was fucking right, my uncle Steve. They are the bastards, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it was. It, it wasn't a pleasant experience, and I guess it was just they were the enemy from that day. Yeah. 
just to qualify that, because we've got a lot of cops who watch the podcast, um, we've had a lot of cops on the podcast, actually, as well. Um, my idea is that there is good and bad in every profession, and there are a lot of good cops, and they're in a bad, corrupt system, telling them to just revenue generate and arrest kids with weed for arrest quotas and all that bullshit when they should be going after the paedophiles, the predators, the rapists, the murderers, and people who harm other people in general. It's just yeah. a shame that it's all become about revenue generation. All right, so, and we do have a um, ex-cops interview playlist if you want to see those interviews with those ex-cops. A lot of them are part of LEAP, Law Enforcement Against Drug Prohibition, helping us try and reverse the, the war on drugs and drug laws. All right, then, so, you ended up on a commercial burglary. Yeah. What happened then? That was my first charge. So, I'm... Um, I was only a little skinny kid. I I used to be able to fit through the you know the the, the gaps in the school railings. Yeah. I could get through them. I was that. So it was me and this other lad called Alan, and the older lads did did send us through windows and get into like the cellars of pubs, and then we'd let them in. But this one day, me and Alan for sod them, we'll do our own one. Ended up going through the, the cellar in this pub. Getting all the stuff, but someone's walked past that have seen us, and because we got in and then left to to come back. And you say you got the stuff. What stuff? What did we we went in and we got all like the ale from the cellar. The ale. The, the, yeah, like all you know, all like the stock. Yeah. We took that, put it in wheelie bins. That's what got us caught. In wheelie bins. We stuck it in wheelie bins around the corner. But as we were going back, one of the old lads had seen us. This is this is like pitch black. Like what you used to do, and we ended up telling him. He says, "Right, I'm coming back with you." Got into the main bit, so eat the older lads. It was our graph, so to speak. You know, it, it was our first one we did. He's ended up taking all the money, all the ciggies from like the ciggy machine, all the money from the fruit machine, and then done one. And then, but we had all, he said, all that ale in that wheelie bin. He goes, leave it. He goes, don't go near it for a couple of days. But we thought he was just saying that so he could have it. So what we've done, we've gone and got the wheelie bins and took them to where I was staying. And it obviously it's clank, 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 clank. Oh. Right, where it's got to the morning now. It's like seven in the morning, and we're, we're doing this as people at the bus stop. Anyway, so I'm in me flat where where me and my cousin are, and the next thing you know, there's bang, bang, bang on the door. I we think it's the the older lads coming to um, do us in and take it all. That's what I thought it was. And then bang, the door's gone through. I'm thinking, shit, we're getting battered here. And then I heard, please. And I, I was kind of made up it was the police a little bit. I was like, thank fuck for that. And, yeah, and, and hmm. yeah, that, that we got arrested for um, a commercial burglary. But what I did, I was living with, it wasn't my cousin, it was my granddad's second wife's like relation, but he, he was some sort of relation. I We had a, a crate of blue WKD. And he liked that, so I put that in his room and shut the door. And he ended up getting nicked as well, you know, because he had this crate, yeah, so I was just getting everyone into shit. So what's, what was the procedure there then? Where did they um, take you to charge you and all that stuff? Uh, St. Anne Street in Liverpool, yeah. He got taken there, got charged. I'm, I'm, I'm only like 15 at this point. So my, my, I'd left my mum's by this time. I, I'm meant to be staying in, in this flat with my dad, and my dad was there for a few weeks, but then he was just... He was just off. I didn't. It was very rare he was there. So I was. I was up to all. I was well. I was up to fucking burglary, commercial burglaries, 
and they put the phone with my mum because they had to have mm. a parent there and she's came and said, what's going on? And then it all came out that I'm basically just on my own in this flat with um, my cousin. And um, yeah, so we've been charged and everything. And I, I got put on like a care order. I didn't have to go into care, but it was like a, a care order and I, to, I was part of the, the young offending team. And, 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 you know, I had to end up going to live with my nan over in Southport, you know, in uh, Sefton. And I had to go to this, it, it was like a, I don't know what you call it, like a, a everyone in there was in, they, they, they'd come from care homes or they would just come out of jail, you know, like Young, young Offenders Institute. It was in um, Liverland, or, or Hysterics, the, the Hornby Centre it was called. And like, it's not there anymore, I don't think. So I, I, I had to go there. That's where we had to end up going, but... Um, what was the environment like, though? Well, it was just... A lot of the lads from in there were from Bootle. So they've moved me from this all-right place to, and then sent me to this school with a load of criminals from Bootle. So I, it just got worse. You know, I just started knocking around with all these lads from Bootle who were up to well worse than what I was doing. Like I, like I said, they'd all been to jail, they'd, and I was doing all sorts with them. What, what did they get involved in? The same sort of stuff, but it got it. That's when I started getting a bit violent. That that that's when the, the violence came into play. So when you say the violence came into play, is it like um, robberies or what? No, what? this first one. What we used to get taxis used to pick us up from our houses and take us to this place. We used to get taxis back, and we used to jump in all in each other's taxis. You know, the taxi driver didn't care. He was just getting paid anyway. We used to tell him to take us anywhere, you know, take us to here. We ended up going to Southport with a lad from Bootle. And um, we were, like, walking around the fair. We were only kids. We were, like, walking around the fair and stuff. And there was this place open. And it had, like, the penny grabbers in. So we decided to go in and rob them, basically. And uh, he said, if anything comes, we'll just lever them. And I was like, yeah, OK. And, uh, and security did come. There was two of them. And instead of, like, one going after him, one going after me, the most of us thought, well, two of us will just get one. And I was the unlucky one. And I've hit one of them. He's gone down. I've gone to run off. One of them's grabbed me. He's got back up one of it. He's nicked me. The police have come. I've been nicked for an ABH and a common assault and this attempted robbery. But that got dropped. But that's what I ended up go getting remanded for was the uh, was the... The ABH. I've got a string of convictions by this point, but that was the. I got let off of loads of things right up until I've, un, until then I was about sixteen, seventeen, and then that was the, they must have just had, had enough, and I was just remanded then into alt course, and that's when, you know, the slashing and and, and the screw got swilled. So you've described going into alt course then. Yeah. What was? Did you have a cellmate in there? Because there was, um, like I was saying, you, you could, a YO can be remanded there. But you can't get share a cell with a con. And there was this, there was this fella kept saying to the screw, Let, get me in with him. And I, at the point, I didn't know. But obviously now looking back, he 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 was trying to work. He must Predator. Have, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was like not nothing sexual, but he, he would have been trying to exploit me. You know, yeah, you know, way. be the king of the pad and all that. Yeah, and I would have yeah. just been. And they were like, no, he, he's a yo, blah blah blah. And then he he put me in a cell on my own for the first night, and then the second night, a lad, a lad. Um, Scouts has come in called Marvin. Who, it was his first time as well, so we sort of like just stuck together. It was as soon as our door opened, it was right by the pool table. So we and uh, all the lads used to play pool. We, you know, we were getting on with them. What was Marvin's story? I think he was. Um, I seen him again a few years later in the farms, but he he was a nice lad. Um, but I, I, I think he was a um, drug dealer. I think yeah, drugs. Yeah, 
The vast majority of people in prison and jails are drug related, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so how long was he your cellmate for? Only a, a week or two. I, I ended up got pleading guilty. And then once I pleaded guilty, I got moved wings, just waiting to get sentenced. And I would have been off, I think, went to the farms after that. But I've, I've moved wings. And um, I've, I've the first person I see, I recognise. So I'm chatting to him. And I, I, I sit, he goes, come over, have your lunch with us. I only had like a bussy pack, you know, because I was just on the wings. So I sat down with, with him. I think he was from Bootle because he went to that school I was at. And then some other lad was on the way, sat down, big, big lad scouser. I forget his name now. It was like Monzo or Zonzo or something like that. And uh, he goes, uh, fuck off. This is a scouse table. And then my mate was, oh, he's all right. I went to school with him in Bootle and he went, fuck off, no. So to save a bit of face, because luckily I had the butty pack. It would have been worse if I had a tray and I would have moved. I just took my butty pack and went back to my cell. And uh, yeah, I, I, felt like, I felt a bit shit after that. But I was on the phone. It's later on I've been on association and I've seen this lad. He was a big lad, you know what I mean? I think he was a con and that, that was a while. I've seen him going to my cell. Your cell? Yeah. And I'm thinking, shit, what's he doing? So I've walked in and he sat on, on my bed looking at one of my mail. And I'm thinking, you cheeky bastard. That's totally yeah. disrespectful, I know, isn't it? But I know, but he'd, he'd levered me at this point. He was, like I said, a big... But yeah. I, I went in and I said, oh, you, you're all right. I don't even know what I said. He was, oh, yeah. He went, sorry about before. He yeah. goes, listen, you sit with all you, 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 uh, the lads of um, vouch for you. You, you, you. you eat with us now, you sit with us. And he'd give me a little half ounce of burn and a, a little bit of weed. I remember thinking, thank fuck for that. <laughs> I thought I was going to end up fighting with him in my cell. I was like, thank fuck for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit of a sticky one. And then after that, it was fine. I, 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 I just used to chill with all them, you know. And then um, because I got nicked in the fair, they used to all call me... Um, Smith, Smithy on the Walters, they were calling me for ages, yeah. And then I ended up getting sentenced and going to uh, Lancaster Farms. So what was your first day at Lancaster Farms? Yeah, I can't really remember that. I was in the farms I was, I, and I was very quickly moved to Hindley. And I think... I, Is that I, Wigan? Yeah, Wigan it was, yeah. In Hindley. I, I, that was just full of um, like Manx and Salford lads. So is there the beef then with the, with the Scousers, the Manx and Scousers? No, I, I didn't. I've, I've heard of it, but when I was yeah. on there, it, it, it was pretty chilled. And when I went to Hinley, um, it, it was pretty... The Salford, it was mainly... The wing I was on was mainly Salford lads. And I had a bit of mad when I first went in with one of them. What happened I, specifically? There's like... The, the wings aren't like long. They're like towers and then little legs coming off them. And I, I, I was like banging a line, you know, I, 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 Across, it was only a TV guide, and one, someone's hooked it and took it in and basically robbed me TV guide and I said, I'm what, basically. So I've, I've, I've had to, you know, try and show a bit of thing. Everybody was from Salford, next thing you know, there's a few Salford lads, what are you going to do? But um, there, was a, there, there was a leg, just one particular leg, and there was a few Scousers and Birkenhead lads had had this leg, and they were like, listen, just get him, get the, there was a Birkenhead lad who was on his own in the cell, and they were like, get in here, you're all right. And he sorted it with it. I had to swallow the TV guide, though. I didn't get that back, but, but everything got squashed. And then I was all right after that. And then I ended up getting out from there, from Hindley. It's just getting accepted by the right click, isn't it? I was just lucky that there was there was just... what Anyone who's been to Hindley will know, know what I mean. It's like just little legs that go off. And this yeah. this, this, this one leg, it was all like... Like Manx and stuff, there was just one leg. There was It was just Scousers and Birkenheaders. And, and luckily there was a Birkenhead lad... That, that was on his own his padmate had got out and I got straight in with him 
and then I, I, I was all right then. Did you have a trial on that ABH? No, I just went. I, I, I just went guilty. There was there was loads of witnesses and stuff. So when you yeah. went guilty, did you know what you were going to get? Uh, I, I didn't. I got twelve months. I got, but I I, I didn't think I was going to get that long. Yeah, because it was like my first time. But so, I think so when you were in court and that came down, how did you feel? I, I was a bit pissed off. It was in the crown. First time I'd been in crown court as well. It was so it was all a bit daunting for me, you know. And I, I just got. Just give me twelve months. Like, I mean, it's twelve months is nothing in the crown court, is it? But to me, it was everything. He just, he just said twelve months. See later. Was that at fifty percent as well back then? I don't. I, I know it was lessened of a guilty plea. That's why I went guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So you got out, and did you just go into more criminality? Yeah, just straight back. I, I was straight back into that 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 um, placement order because you, once you're with them, you're with them until you're eighteen. So I had to go, I, I, I think I was I, I, I was eighteen by then, and I'm going to this place, and they're all like fifteen year olds, and I'm eighteen. So, but but I was straight back in, in into criminality. So are they yeah. looking up to you now then, because you're eighteen? Well, now I'm the one. Fuck it, yeah, yeah. But pretty much, yeah. You know what I mean. So you're saying they're that... saying to me, "What's jail like?" Mm-hmm. And I now I'm that person telling them, yeah. So you're saying this is a broken system whereby. You get a placement order and you just learn the ropes from the older people. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm the 18-year-old speaking to the, the 15-year-olds, yeah. So what trouble did you get into next? And did somebody pull a gun on you? Yeah, what, what that one was. Um, so we're getting up to all sorts now, you know. The, 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 there's loads of things I was getting up to, getting a bit of a, a bad name for myself. And the lad I was hanging around, I won't say his name, but I was hanging around with a particularly bad lad. And um, a, a doorman got battered. Not on the door, it was just in a pub. It was something to do with um, a girl. But anyway, he got he got, he got got levered and me and my mate got nicked for it. I got got took to copy lane. I got let out without charge. Um, but he, he got charged, ran a trial, but got a not guilty. So, and I think it was something to do with that. Everyone obviously thought it was us. And um, I'm I'm walking down the street and one of my mates said, oh, Spud wants to speak to you. Spud's my mate's dad. He um, he, he does, he, he was like head of um, security on like the, the arcades and he, he does a bit of protection for, this is like 15 years ago. And he went, Spud wants to swear to you. And I thought, what's he want? So obviously I've gone over and he said, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say the, the, the the fella's name, but he's very well known in Liverpool. And um, he said, so and so wants you. And I was thinking, shit, what, what's he want? And I was like, what's, what over? And he was like, and I heard a voice in the background, never mind what over, just get here. And, I, and he was, I'd never seen him before, but I'd heard his name. And at the back of this place, like a car park, he was coming in the car park. I'm like, no, do you know what I mean? No. And, and then Spud said, listen, I wouldn't set you up. So I went in there. And he's just, he didn't pull it, like, he didn't aim it at me, but he just pulled it out like this. And I'm thinking, shit. And he goes, one day, if you're carrying on, you're going to get found with holes in you. And he goes, this isn't for you right now. But he goes, I tell you, fucking dickhead, mate. I'm fucking looking for, and I've, I've kept a brave face in that, but I, I was, um, to say I was scared is, a, is an understatement. Like, yeah. How long did those moments seem to last? It must have been minutes, but for me it was ages. You know, it was. I, I remember sitting there and I, I, I'm standing there, and I've, I've, I've just kind of walked off, and everyone was going, "What? Well, what did he want?" And it was all just a bit of a blur. I was like, "Just, I just, just keep fucking walking. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute." I'm like, "Do you know what I mean?" Yeah. Did he catch up with anybody? That guy. 
I'd, I'd, I'd rather not say. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so you're getting more notorious then at this part of the story. Your, your name is getting. It's getting. It's getting thrown about a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And are you? Es- is your are your crimes escalating? Yes. Yeah, so the This is when, like I was saying, I've, I've got I've, I've got quite violent now. Like this, this, it, it, it's gone. I'm, I'm drinking a lot. I'm, 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 I'm taking drugs. I'm just. Which drugs are you taking? Um, the, 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 I was smoking weed. I, the, the first, I, I remember taking my first pill, but then it was um, ecstasy. Yeah, but then it was, uh, it was like uh, cocaine. It was, but I, I, I was, I just got stupid off it. You know, it was just, you know, sitting up for days and stuff. It was just yeah. ridiculous. It was like a four years per, period where I, I was just, I was out of control. Yeah, we've all had them. So, set the table then for how you ended up getting arrested for attempted murder at age nineteen. Yeah, so it's smack bang in the middle of all that, you know. And um, me mate who I was on about, I'd been to me mum's. It was it was like me mum's birthday. It was also Easter weekend. It was, and uh, I'm I'm coming back from me mum's in Liverpool. But I'm living in Southport now, so I'm coming back to Southport. And then uh, me mates rang me. Me goes, I need to meet someone. You had to go somewhere to meet these people, and it was if you come with me, there's a few quid in it for you. I don't want to go on my own. I said, "Yeah, sound." Went there. That that went well. He said, "You fancy a few drinks in Southport? Because Easter weekend in Southport's quite big. You know, all all the scouts and you know everyone goes to Southport Easter weekend." So we went out. We're, we're having a few beers, and people are coming in, loads of people, and it's getting rowdy. And he says to me, "I've been texting this bird." He says, come, she finishes at like, I don't know, six, seven. He goes, come with me and her mate's behind the bar as well. We'll go for a few drinks with them. So I'm looking at all these people getting leathered and doing drugs and I'm thinking, oh, go and meet two girls. So I've gone and met the two girls. But we couldn't, there was bouncers on all the, even the pubs, because you know, it's Easter weekend. What I need to tell you as well, that there's now a, a, a group of lads who we're not getting on with you know, we've not got like gang names and all that, but like just a group of lads. We don't get on with them. They they don't get on with us. And they're in with the doorman at this point. The doorman aren't letting us in anywhere. We go to the next one. We ended up going to there's a the main strip in Southport. There's a hotel, and it, it's got like a bar, um, like a, a club bit, a cocktail bar, and then a, a a bar at the back. One of the bouncers says, "Right, you can come in the bar bit." Don't go in the cocktail bar and just keep yourself to yourself. Like, fine, that's all we want to do. We have two girls. We just, you know, want a few drinks and a laugh. So a few hours have gone by. We're having a pint and all that. And then I can see through the cocktail bar into, like, by these fire exits. And every time this lad goes out with, like, bottles, the fire exit opens. And I'm seeing a couple of these lads that we're not getting on with. It, it, it. We're not getting on with them, but it's not necessarily if we see them, it's it's gonna go off. It might just have a few looks, but it's I'm I'm just getting a bit paranoid. But I, I, I mentioned this to my mate, and he goes, "Oh, it doesn't matter, just forget it." And then next thing you know, about a dormant, it happens again, and he sees it, and he goes, "Right, yeah, he goes, you know, stand by." So these are rivals, then are they? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know if they're just having a drink or what. As I said, it's not like gangs. As soon as you see them, you know it's on. It, it's just we're just not getting on. It's getting moody. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. And um, so this doorman comes down and goes, you're going to have to go. But there's, there's a door there, like the main exit of the hotel. And he and we could have just gone that way. And he goes, you do us a favour, 
go 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 out the fire exit, but going out the fire exit means walking through loads of people. So I'm thinking, we're getting fucking set up here. So I've hit the bouncer. I did. I stole it on and bang. He's gone down. My mates give him a few kicks. Next thing you know, loads of bouncers have come down. So we're fighting with them in this bar. We've been pushed down, and we come outside and I see me dad. My dad's there with one of his mates. So we're arguing with these bouncers anyway. One of them said, you're getting shot. You know, like they do, I'm going to shoot you. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. They've gone back in. So they're like, me and my mate, my dad and his mate, the girls have obviously fucked off. Yeah, so we're, that's not happening anymore. Yeah, so we're just walking towards the kebab house, which is like, I don't know, 300 yards away. And we're outside and we see a few, as I said, it's Chocker, the town centre. And we're speaking to a few people that we know, saying, oh, I've just had it with these bouncers, you know, as you do when you're kids saying about fighting one of them went them ones and we've turned around there's about 10 heads a few of them are bouncing they still got the thing you know the, the EP so I knew they were bouncers and then a few of these lads that we were beefing with you know and so it went off again they had the be better of us outside the kebab house only four of you wasn't it yeah exactly and um, my dad's on his arse my dad and it was a horrible sight you know seeing my dad on the floor and then there's just one lad, there's, there's, like, there's like 10 of them, and there's this one particular lad, and I've just looked at him, and he's ran over, and he's booted me dad in the head, and I, I've been at the, like, the kebab house door, and I've just gone, you, I said, you, and I've just let him know, I thought, I can't get them all, but I thought, you, now, and I've got, I'm fuming at this point, I've marched in the kebab house, I've, I've gone behind the counter, and they're all like, you know what I mean, scream, I'm like, I'm looking for my weapons, and I found this knife, and they're like, yeah, just take it, just take it. And I've gone, and then my mate was on the um, fruit machine in there. He's gone, Carl, don't. I've gone, get the fuck out of my way. But I've, I've, I'm, I'm full of drugs, drink. I've absolutely lost control of myself. I'm just walking down the street, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, like rob, robbing people and stuff. And I'm just saying, just give me your drugs, give me this. And I've just absolutely lost control. And I'm, I'm walking up to the, the hotel, and the doors are shut. I'm like kicking on the doors to try and get in. There's no way I'm getting, I'm getting in. I've walked round to the side where, you know, they were that, down this alleyway. And there's a fire exit open with a bar stool propping it. So I thought, right, that's me, me way in. So I've ran in and there's a few doormen there, but not the ones that I've done anything. So I'm, I'm like throwing this knife at them. Um, they've like ushered me with a stool down these little steps. And I've got into this, like the cocktail bar bit now. And I've they've ushered me down there and I've just seen... That's in the middle of a bloody club, by the way. And I've just seen this lad, you know, the one who I've said, you. And I've just ran over and he's just, you know, he's got it a few times. And uh, he's ran off. He's been let out the main doors, which I've been trying to get in now. And like a little bellboy fella's opened the door. I've come, there's people fucking screaming. And I'm I'm like a fucking, well, I'm not like I am a knife-wielding maniac, you know. And I've come out and he's disappeared. And I sit, me mate sister said Carl what are you doing come with me I've got a taxi here so I could have just jumped in a taxi with my sister and gone to hers but I, I've gone fuck her and I've walked back towards this kebab house where all the commotion was we get there there's all ambulances and all sorts outside this kebab house and uh, some woman's gone that's him not for the stab I didn't get nicked for the stabbing for stealing the knife it, it, it was something no I think it was just like hitting someone <laughs> oh. or something, something <laughs> stupid yeah. I never actually got charged in that funnily enough he's yeah. bringing the knife back. <laughs> yeah I could have said I've just lent this for a minute yeah, and I, I see a cop but it's known me since I was a puppy 
uh, Burke, his name was, and he's going, Carl, come here, you know, trying to, oh, just, 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 just come here a minute, mate. And next thing you know, he's whacked his cuff on me, and I've hit him, bang, he's gone down. So I've had this cuff, like, swiping off me, and I've ran off. It was like a big Sainsbury's car park, and I've ran onto the Sainsbury's car park. I fell, I, I, I fell, and they've all jumped on me, and I'm getting levered. I mean, like, proper levering. I've just hit the copper and stabbed someone, so I, I understand now. And then I see, like, a... um. What's it called? Like an inspector or someone walking up. So I'm thinking, oh, they're all going to stop hitting me. And the inspector goes, is that the one that's done Berkey? This is the copper. And they've gone, yeah. And the inspector's gone, fuck off and hit me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, shit, oh, it's one of them nights, is it? So anyway, I've, 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 I've been nicked. And I've been taken to, um, I think it was Copy Lane police station. And that's when I've been charged with him. Um, I remember being in the cells, though, thinking they're not gonna. He's not gonna make us because these are not like not like innocent people. They're all like drug dealers and thugs, and you know whatever. For I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm probably not gonna get charged, but th- th- there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some beef over it. And I remember thinking that you know I said the fella said you're getting shot. I remember I thinking oh, I'm probably gonna let get let out, but I'm I'm thinking am I gonna get shot as soon as I walk out of here? But next thing, no, I got, I actually got charged and remanded. I couldn't believe it. They all like. What was the charge in the beginning? Yeah, attempted murder. It was at first. Was he hospitalised then? And... Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he's made like a full recovery now. But like, I think at the time it was, you know, it was quite bad. But nothing. I mean, I'm glad he, he, he's got no long term injuries. You know. When you see an attempted murder charge, which has a big sentence, what goes through your head? <sighs> I don't... So not from, not at that point. It was I, I I was on remand, and the solicitor came up to see me, and he said these words to me, um, "You're looking at double figures," and that's when it hit me. Because at the point, I I, I I thought it was good in a way. I can't lie. Like I thought it was like yeah, do you know, a bit of kudos round the wing. I've been in for a start. But when he said, "You're in double figures," you're looking at. I remember thinking, "Shit, I've 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 fucked up here." Then my barrister came in. He goes, the barrister's coming over, obviously he's gone into Crown. But you get three shots at bail. Um, a shot in the magistrates, a shot at Crown, and then you're judging chambers. And I'd lost the one in magistrates. I'd lost the one in the Crown Court. And you're you judging chambers. is there's, it's You don't go, it's just your barrister, the prosecution, the judge. And they, they try and sort some. If you don't get your judge in chambers, you're in there till trial, you know, or, or, or until you plead guilty. And then Miss Lisa said, you're looking at double figures, rah, rah, rah. And uh, I, I remember thinking, I just need to get out. And he goes, do you want to go for your judge in chambers? I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean wh- why not? You know, just go for it. And this particular day, there was like, I think there was a murder trial on Liverpool Crown Court. And... There's only my barrister ended up turning up. The prosecution didn't even turn up for the case. So it was just a judge and my barrister. So I got me JC. I actually got it. There was loads of conditions. I had to live on the world with my mum. Um, I care if you signing on, you know, but I thought it's better than, you know what I mean, being um, stuck in jail. So I got me JC. This is after a few months of being in jail, by the way, on, on remand. And so I've, I've got out to my mum's and then my granddad's got a boat, well, had a boat in Spain. At this point, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'd been at my mum's for a few weeks, and my, and my dad rang me and said, "Your granddad said you can, you can go and live on the boat. We, we, we'll start a whole new life." That's when he actually passed his test. Did you know? I said he's a truck driver now. He goes, "I'm going to do my truck drivers, and we'll, we'll, we'll be based in Spain." I think he felt a bit guilty, and you know, stuff like that. And he was like, "We'll, we'll set up in Spain." And I remember, I knew it was wrong, 
but it was like going to live in Spain or go and do double figures in Walton, you know what I mean? I thought, right, come on, let's, let's go to Spain. And then and then I, I think I was, I, I was over in Spain for a couple of years. Let's go back to the night of the crime. When you sobered up, what went through your head? I remember thinking, like, like, like what, what I said, I've caused trouble. I thought I was going to get, instead, I, I didn't think I was going to get charged and jailed. I remember thinking, I'm going to get saved up. That's what was going through my head. I remember thinking, shit, right, it, you know, it's on. But then when I started getting charged with everything, that's when I thought, I just thought I'd, I'd fucked up, you know. <laughs> so you said you did two months um, before you got released. Yeah. So sobering up then at the beginning of those first two months, are you thinking that you're going to beat this? Are you thinking, you know, it's not as serious as, as perhaps later on? But I, I was just, uh, but in this time, getting all like me, you know, me depths through as well. And, and the, 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 there's there's all sorts of fucking witnesses coming forward. Obviously, it's in the middle of a club, so not short of witnesses. And, you know, it, it, it was a bad one. I remember just thinking, like, I, it was always touch and go. Some pe- people were saying to me, uh, he, he probably won't go through with the charges. And then some people going, oh, yeah, I've, sp- I've spoke to him. He's 100% doing it. He's after the money and all that. So it was all just a bit... Conversation, does it Yeah, yeah. I think, I, yeah. I'm not sure. But that's what was going through my head at that time, yeah. Yeah. So it was a relief then to have this plan to go to Spain, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. I'd, I thought about it and, and I knew it was wrong. I knew I had to just go and... Um, Face my responsibilities and stuff, but the the, the someone saying I'm going to live on a boat in Spain, and I, I didn't want to go. It, it, it was it was because of who it was and stuff. I thought he, he he's a criminal, you know what I mean. Yeah. I thought why should I go and waste time? He, he knows what it's not like a sort of life you just put one foot in, is it? You're either in it or, or you know or you're not. And I thought he should have. I, I don't think he should have done what he did, but uh, you know. So what was it like in Spain then for you? Yeah, Spain was good. At first, because my, my dad, my granddad's mate, had the, he um, was like a handyman. He he, he 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 was an African, a French African, who was living over there. And when the boat, he got me a job when the boats came out the water. I was um, like scraping the barnacles off and anti-fouling them. And it was all right for a couple of months. But my um, mate who I was hanging around with, he... Um, He's ended up getting hold of one of the witnesses, I think, um, and he ended up getting done for a false imprisonment, and then he was on the run for that, so he was over, and then we were just started getting into, just started getting into. A, it was like brief, just just being back in England, but in, in you know in the sun we were doing craziness. So you mate had intimidated one of the witnesses, is that what you say? Yeah, false yeah. imprisonment on. It wasn't one of the actual witnesses. I don't think it was one of their relatives that, that Dave came in. He's gone to a flat to sell some drugs, and he's seen him. And not let him go for a few hours, and he, he it was it was think it was a false imprisonment, yeah. Yeah. So he's on the run. So he's came over. So he's in Spain. We're meeting. We're not. He, he's not living with me. He, you know, he's got his own little thing set up. But it's all down the Costa Blanca. So we're always meeting up and stuff. And I, I was hanging around with some one of my granddad's mates, a Spanish fella. He had a kid to an English woman, Spanish lad, a couple of years younger than me. But we got speaking. And it turns out he was um, he was sold weed, so I, so I hooked up with him straight away. It was so I ended up being mates with him. Um, there was these in Kelpe he was, 
and there was this little Leeds crew who were running things in Calpe, you know, for like for the English side. Um, but one of them was a bit, he was a bit mad. He, he ended up putting a gun in his his girlfriend's mouth. Didn't do anything, but she ended up obviously leaving him. And um, I was speaking to him. Nothing happened, but I was speaking to him a lot. And I think he was getting a bit. So this lad was panicking, thinking he was going to get his drugs taken off him. So I said, well, just, I said, come to mine, you know, on the boat. So no one knows where that is. It's miles away. So he came and uh, on the boat. And our boat's the end one on the marina. And then there's the, the gas filling station, the gas oil, uh, where they all fill up. And this one, no, I've, I've never seen anyone there. Next, I've heard all this noise. So I've, I've came out the boat. And uh, the Guardia Sevilla there. Have you heard of the Guardia Sevilla? Yeah, the hardcore. Ci- yeah, civil guard they are. The the um, in in times of war, the 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 military, but they also do coastal paroles as well. Patrol, sorry. And the 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 filling up. They're in a big Rodman sixty six, and they're, they're doing touching distance from our boat. He's got all this weed in there. I'm on the run for all sorts, and I'm thinking shit. And they've got like submachine guns. They're all dressed in like green and the the, the berets and all that. And two of them come over and they're chatting to me. And I'm like, oh, Anglais, Anglais. And they were like, oh, I speak. And he was speaking a little bit of English. I remember thinking, shit. So I've walked off and I've come back and he's pretty much, he's gone for a walk and he's smoking and he's looking down the side of my boat. And I'm thinking, if he, if my mate sparks a spliff or, or just, just all sorts of going through my head, I'm thinking the boat's just going to get, you know, raided and, and, and I'm going to be in some Spanish jail until I get deported. And I'm flapping it and then. The next thing is his captain or someone just starts chatting to him in Spanish and basically says, get the, you know, get here. So he's like ran up. I remember just relaxing, thinking, shit, yeah. Because I'm quite, everyone, all the cottonies that I used to speak to, they were saying, don't get nicked by the Guardia. They, 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 they'll fuck you up, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? The local police, you can like give them like 50 euros and they'll just fuck it. goes, don't get nicked by the Guardia because they, they do the coastal patrols, the military and in times of war, they, 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 they won't mess about. So you were only 19 at this point, right? So you must be partying your ass off. Yeah, yeah. We, we were only a few hours from Benidorm. So we were driving to Benidorm on weekends, you know, and getting levered, you know what I mean? What was the yeah. clubs like there? Oh, we were loving Like I said, I was like 19, 20, and I, 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 it was just fucking crazy, you know? Do you remember the names of the clubs? I, I don't, you know. we. Any, like, big UK DJs out there? There probably was, but I'm not, I, I, I was off my head, you know? Not, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was all um, pilled up on everything then. Yeah, I can imagine. It was... Um... So you were having the time of your life, but it had to end. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it started going a bit downhill when I come, and uh, when I nearly got, I thought I was going to get chopped up by some pimps. We were meet, we were coming back from Benidorm in in Spain. Like brothels are like legal. It's just like going to like a lap dancing club here. Yeah? It's all there, but they've got rooms at the back. And we were speaking to these girls, like Romanian or something. And we've got, oh, got, you start saying, I've got a boat, so, you know, and all this. And they were like, oh, we'll come back. So we took these three girls, these three prostitutes, back to the boat. And uh, we're up, you know, we've been up all night with them. And uh, the same thing again, me, I go up to, on, onto the deck. And there's like this convertible Jeep. It was like a Jeep or a RAV, a RAV4, something, but it was a convertible, so all the things. And I'm looking in. And there's all like fucking swords and shit at the oh, back. Gosh. Honestly, I'm thinking shit. And then there's a black lad driving. Obviously, it's a left-hand drive. And then a white lad in the passenger. And uh, the, the the black lad start. He's on the phone. Someone speaking Spanish. And as he's doing it, one of the girls has come up the thing. And I'm thinking, I've put two and two together now. And I'm thinking of all these swords. And I'm thinking shit. 
And 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 then the, the, the white fella starts speaking like Romanian or Bulgarian. He's got this rugby top on, you know, the old school rugby top. Yeah. As you know, when you're like you you're in games at school, the, the collars yeah. and the long sleeves. Yeah, yeah. He's got one of that. I think it was Romania. Whichever one likes it is either Romania or Bulgaria. And I, I just don't know why, but I said, oh, rugby. And he goes, oh, yes. He goes, you English. England were world champions at the time. And he starts going, I love Johnny Wilkinson. And I was like, yeah, me too. I don't even fucking like rugby. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. I'm like, Jay, I only knew two rugby players back then. It was Jason Robinson and um, Johnny Wilkinson. So he's mentioned Johnny Wilkinson. I said, yeah, Jason Robinson. Then we get chatting and he says something to this girl. The girl goes back in and he goes, um, make sure they come back and I went yeah sound and he's gone and just drove off so Johnny Wilkinson saving him like <laughs> getting proper served up yeah getting shredded with swords <laughs> yeah you never actually drew, uh, drew them on us but it, they were they were very visible you know what I mean yeah. they were letting us know and like, like I said I was only a kid you know, well like yeah. 19, 20 there yeah but uh, that was a touchy <laughs> one as well anything else dramatic happened in Spain my dad so my dad came back over, he's done his licences, he's came over, him and his missus. So when your dad comes over, you think, well, things are going to start to settle down now, don't you? He's going to tell everyone. So he's ended up having a domestic, let's just call it a domestic. He's had a domestic um, and gets remanded in a Spanish jail, in, in, in that jail I was telling you about, that um, in Alicante. So he's on remand in jail, and I, I remember ringing my mum, I'm going, I'm, I'm doing... I'm getting up to worse stuff here than what I was in England. I said, my dad's come over. He's in jail in Spain. And I'm like, I just want to come. I, said, I was nearly 21 at this point. I said, I just, I'm going to come home, wait till I'm 21, and go straight to Walton. Because I, I I knew a few of the fellas were in there. She's gone, yeah, yeah. And then I've, I've had a few of my mates were in Amsterdam. So I said, I'm going to go to Amsterdam. I've had a mad weekend with them. And then I'm going to come home and wait till I'm 21 and have myself in. And she's gone, it's the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. I said, yes. Were the cops sweating your mum? Not at this point. This is part of this story, actually, I can get to that. The, um, the oh, yes, I've gone to Amsterdam. I'm getting coaches to, like, France, Luxembourg. I ended up in, in the dam. I had a mad weekend. And then I've rang, I've drew all my money out. I think I had, like, a 1,000 euros, and I, that was it. I had nothing left. I had a 1,000 euros, but in cash... And I went to get a ticket to John Lennon, you know, here. And they were like, oh, we only accept card. So I'm like, well, back on the phone to my mum. I said, mum, I'm stuck in Amsterdam, I can't get home. She goes, I'll buy it now in your name, the ticket. So she's bought a ticket on her card in her name. And um, I, flew into, I flew into John Lennon, I booked myself into a hotel in New Brighton. Everything's fine. Um, next thing, my mum rings. Um, the police have been here. My nan rings. The police have been here. Uh, and my mate rings. The police have been at mine. So they know I'm, I'm, they know I'm here. They all say they haven't seen me. Then they go back to my mum's and they go, are you sure you've had no contact with him? And mum goes, I'm sure. And they've gone, well, your card has um, paid for his flight here. And yeah, I think she picked me up from John Lennon. She goes, your registration plate's gone through the cameras. And then she, he goes, he, he was he was fine, he was nice with her. My mum said he was all right. He goes, I'm going to let you speak to him and I'm, I'm going to come back. So I said, tell him. I'm going to wait until I'm 21 and hand him yourself and he's got fucking no chance, you know what I mean? You're coming now. So, um, yeah, so I said, I'll do it in the morning to give myself, you know, to, to get sorted before jail. So I'll come in the morning. And uh, I had to, I couldn't have my mum getting arrested. I think she got threats with, like, aiding and abetting and, and this and the other. And uh, so, yeah, my mum come and picked me up from, from where I was staying and then took me to the police station. 
And uh, I, I just handed myself in then. And that's when um, I, I went to... Oh, that, 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 that's another story as well. So I'm, I'm 20. So I'm thinking I'm going to go on remand in old course because they take YOs. I'm not going to go on remand in the farms. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll go in the... I'll, I'll be in the old course and, and, and until my trial. In old course, it's it's a private one. Pillow, you, you get pillows and quilts and... You know, in, in the farms, it's all bed packs. It was still bed packs back then. You don't get a TV. It's all bed packs. You've got to, like, every morning, you've got to fold your blanket up, fold your sheet up, fold your... And then put your knife, fork and bowl on top and you, and you get, like, inspectors, like being a boot camp or something. Um, So, yeah, so I've gone in the police station. I, um, I, I get... Do you remember when I said I hit the cop and I had the, 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 the handcuffs hanging off me? So this... The, the, this charge has been like thrown up. It's like absconding or something. But I've just, I got six months for it. I thought I was a, a, a happy day, six months. And then the bus, I'm in uh, the Crown Court and uh, the bus for old course has gone. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, I, I, I should be on that. And the, the, so he's gone away and come back and goes, oh no, you're, you're a sentence. You're sentenced. I said, I'm not. I said, I'm not. He goes, you just, you got six months. I went, oh yeah. He goes, because you're sentenced, you don't go to all calls, you go in the farms. I'm, so I'm fuming now. I'm like, shit. I could have just like gone not guilty and had them all done together or something, you know? But I, so, so I'm, I'm fuming now. I get put on the sweat. And because I've been absconded, they've cuffed me on the sweat box, which I thought was illegal. So I'm, then I've had to go from Liverpool all the way to um, to Lancaster, cuffed in a sweat box, fuming. I've ended up getting there. And then this, the, this, I've, I've gone through reception and all that. I'm on the wing. Um, I think Con, Connie won. I think the wing is the, the the induction wing. So I've been on there, and the screws are just faffing around. And some lad comes out of the cell, really posh. He goes, "Would you like a game of table tennis?" <laughs> it's like dead on. I've gone, yeah. Right. He had he already had the pads on. He was, he was in one of the cleaner cells, but he wasn't a cleaner. He had um, he had something up with him. So I'm playing table tennis with him and, and I, he's like seven nils. We just battle him and he goes, you're not very good, are you? And I'm like, I'm like, no. And he just leaves me. And all these cleaners start laughing and they go, you know, that is hunting. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And he goes, it's that Blackwell or Blakewell or something. I, 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 he's just hacked his mum and dad up to death. You know, when you said the posh accent, I thought it was you were going to say it was him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy story, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he just, he wanted to, he, he was waiting on his A-level, so I went, however old you are then. And he said to his dad, this is what the story was in there. Anyway, he said to his dad, oh, I want to go on this tour of America and the Caribbean. It costs like four grand. And his dad's gone, no, you know what I mean? No. And he, he, he's gone in the kitchen, come back, just, just levered him with a hammer and just started repeatedly stabbing him. His mum's come to help him and she's just got the same thing. And he's just left it. He took the credit cards. He's, he's, he's took some girl and he's gone on this round the round America and the Caribbean trip, going on all these posh hotels in New York and everything. Because he was showing off to that girl, wasn't he? He told he, me he was like... like a professional tennis player. That's it? Yeah, he said, yeah. He, he said I've just been taken on a scholarship or, or, or whatever it is, I've been taken on. So we see, but it's his dad's credit card. And then they, they came back and he doesn't go back to the house. He goes back to her. He says to her, mum and dad, oh, mum and dad, are, I don't know what story he gave to them. Can I stay at yours? And he said, yeah. And I think the A-levels, he got back. I think he, he was like dead clever. They were all like A-stars or A-pluses, whatever it's called. But one of the neighbours smelled something. And he, 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 yeah, they were just there rotting. And I'm there like looking, playing table tennis. What did he look like? Just a white fella, like... Lightest brown hair, like quite a nice fella. You know, if he was here now, you wouldn't think he'd just hack his mum and dad up. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, the screws come. 
And um, do you know how long you got that guy? Yeah, do you know? Do you know what? I, 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 he was the first person to get diminished responsibility because of a whatever. What did he have? He had like a narcissistic personality or something. Really? But he was the first one in Britain to to use that as a defence. You know. Wow. So it was just manslaughter, I think. But I don't. I, I, I don't know what he got or how long he said. He's so probably he's, still in there now. So he's going to get out at some point then. I think so. He might, he might be out now. Yeah. Just, I, I, I just couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. Yeah. Wow, wow. But yeah, he was the first person in there. Because I remember following it, you know, because I'd done this. I remember like reading about him and everything. And I, I really followed his like case yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was interested in him. Yeah, I was too. I looked it up online. Yeah. yeah. Blackwell yeah. or Blakewell, I think his name is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, 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 these screws have come. Take me to my cell. Lock the door. There's a TV in there, which you don't normally get in the farm, but it, it, it didn't have a, a plug in it or an aerial. And it was basically just, just just a plastic box. So I'm in there. I've been at this horrendous day, thinking I'm going. I'm thinking I'm going to be in all cause and all this. So I'm fuming. Next thing you know, the someone's banging on the door. You know, next door, come to your window. And I ate all that. You know, come to your. And I'm, I'm, I'm so I said, listen, mate, I'm knackered. I said, I'll just, I'll speak in the morning. And the doors opened. He's gone. Don't be speaking out your window. The screw. I said, oh, I said, just fuck off, will you? And he's gone, what? And he's come in. I said, that TV's fucking broke as well. And I've just fucking launched the TV at him. And then he came in. And he started having like a square go at first. Like he was throwing punches. We were wrestling. Then they've all just come in and they've, they've just levered me. They've smashed all. You can see all the lumps and bumps still on me. And now they yeah, they just had, they had, they had my arm on the, you know, the metal bed and they were just smashing it. Really? Yeah. Broke his knuckles off hand. Just see all them little lumps and bumps. Yeah. And they, they, I got took down the block that that night my hand was like a balloon you know but they wouldn't give me any medical assistance it wasn't until the next day when it had gone down a bit the next day but like down the block like you get um, you know like uh, the, the the chaplains he come down once a day and check on everyone I think I think he was like a Catholic priest he goes everything okay I said no I said my hand I said I need like attention he said he needs medical attention yeah. and the nurse came down and goes he needs to go outside so when's this outside hospital in Lancaster and I went on to like the pediatric ward, you know, the kids' ward. They've mm. moved all these kids and everything. It was, it was it was empty. I'm sat on this kid looking at all like the paintings on the wall, thinking, and this woman's plastering me. She, I, I could just know she's thinking, you scumbag, we've had to move a load of kids for you. And I'm just sat there like getting my hand plastered. And um, I've ended up going back, just went down the block, and they've moved me to um, North Allerton. Uh, which I don't think they should have done because I, st I, I still wasn't charged of anything. So I've come to get to have a court day. They've had to come in like a little separate van, you know, just for me from Liverpool. You know what they take like Cate prisoners and stuff in? It was just for me. They they were fuming like, why are you here? And I was I was kind of explaining like, get in. He goes, you're going back to the farms. We're not coming back up here. I was like, fine with me. Anyway, gone to court, and that's when me me barristers. That's when the this Newton hearing got mentioned. The, uh, the he said, what are you doing? I said, I said. I said guilty. I said I said I'm bound to rights. They went, listen, if you go guilty, so the way they're saying it, you're gonna get like 15 years. And I remember just I, I, I shit myself. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I can't do that. And then he goes, what what we can do? Because have you ever heard of a Newton hearing? I was like, no. He goes, so you you're going guilty to the crime. It's been dropped as well now, so it's not attempted murder. It's now a section 18. Um, it's like a a, a, a wounding with the intent to cause grievous bodily harm, I think the official charge, or Section 18, pe people call them. And um, so, oh yeah, the Newton hearing. 
So he goes, we can do a Newton here. And what it is, is so you're going guilty to the actual the actual stabbing, but not the way they're saying it. You just look like an absolute maniac. You know, you just, it just, they're saying that I just ran in and I started like fucking stabbing in the pool. No, like, like my dad didn't get hit. He didn't beat us up first. It was, but there was witnesses in our favour as well. So it's come to the day of this Newton here and, and uh, you can have visits in the Crown Court. My, my cousin was there and he goes, they've turned up for this Newton here and so they would have turned up to court. Anyway, um, my barrister came up and goes, it's looking good. He goes, they get, I think they were being rowdy or something. Like the, the prosecution didn't want it to happen. He didn't want them in, you know. So I've gone up to face it and no one came in and my barrister's just gone like thumbs up and he's gone, uh, you know, it's all on our terms. So I said, well, what do you think I'm looking at now? He goes, you'll get about six to eight, and I ended up getting a six. So from 15, just this Newton here, and it went from 15 to six years, so I just said, yeah, and then we just... Um, of which you only had to serve 50%? No. I was sentenced on the old rule in April 2004. My crime, even though I've gone, I've, I've gone on the run, but it used to be four years. Anything under four years was half, and then four years over was the parole sentences, and I was sentenced on the old rule, so I had a parole sentence, and I didn't get my parole, so I ended up doing... There was people in there getting sentenced the same day as me who were getting eight years and getting the 50% and getting mm. out before me, mm. you know? But I, 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 I was just made up that I didn't get, you know, the, the, that, that they believe me, you know, with this Newton hearing. Is that because the judge had took into consideration what had led up to it, including your dad getting the kick in the head? Well, yeah, they just believed it was Dick. It was this Newton here, and they changed everything. Because New, Newton, I think it was some case from like the seventies. He'd, uh, he'd like, it, buggered his wife basically. That was the charge, yeah. But it was like a, it was like illegal back then. And he's gone, he goes, yeah, I have, but she was, she consented to it. This is this Newton, and that's how. So she's came into court. That's where the Newton name starts. So you go guilty, but it's like a little mini trial surrounding what happened and how it happened. So what was the mini-trial for you like? Well, it didn't end up happening. They didn't want them in the thing. So that's, that's what me, but I've gone up to have it and uh, the prosecution, they, they didn't want their witnesses in the thing. So you didn't get to speak to the judge at all? I would have. You would have? I, I would have. Like, they, they would have had their side. I would have had mine. It would have been like a little mini-trial. That's what it is, the Newton hearing. But um, look, luckily for me, it, it didn't happen and I got believed. I went guilty on my terms. Oh. Yeah. So where did they ship you off to next? I went I went back to the farms, but then I turned I turned twenty one on it was a Saturday as well, my twenty first would have been on a Saturday. I turned twenty one and uh, a screw came and goes, You're in you, on Wednesday, you go into Walton. I remember thinking, shit, I know, right, yeah. So I, t- I turned twenty one on the Saturday and on the Wednesday I was in Walton from Lancaster Farms to Walton. Can you describe arriving in Walton? Did you have flashbacks to visiting as a kid? Yeah, I did actually, funnily enough. When I came on the bus, I looked up and I, and I, I remember thinking, oh yeah, I remember these adult places now, yeah. But it was totally different. In the farms, you look out your window and it's all like full of fields and you see ducks and that going past. You go to Walton and, and you look out your window, you see rats running past and like there's cockroaches in your cell and all. It's total different, like, um, different world, you know, with the big boys, aren't you? Then? Did you get a cellmate right away? Yeah, I, can't I can't I can't remember maximum f- first night in Walton, but I remember I I remember very quickly I, I wasn't on the induction wing long as one of my mates was was in there and he got me straight in with him, so oh. I might have been, I, I I did I did have to do a couple of days on there but I I, I I skipped induction basically and went straight on straight in with my mates. Wasn't Marvin was it? 
No, no. I saw him in the farms like previously though, yeah. <laughs> what was your your new cellmate's story then, your mate? Oh, it's like he 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 had one of them Asbo things and all that and breached Did one he? of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, Lee his name was. But I knew him from you know, from being outside like. So did you have to fight in Walton? Did people like challenge you? Yeah, well, it it was it it was around Christmas weekend. I I, I did have a fight in there. It was around Christmas, and I I was on the phone to my auntie. Obviously, my dad was in America. I, did, I, I, I don't know where my mum was. I, was. I remember speaking to my auntie, and some lad. I just heard some lad say, "Hurry up on the phone," and I've looked, and I've I've just hung up. And I've, I've, you know, and I'm walking back to sand, and it, I, 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 saw, I, I saw someone like laughing, and I got all pa- para- paranoid. And I went back to my um, pad mate, and I told him what happened. But I'm winding myself up now. And I've had like a little, um, I've had a little knife in the cell, in the pipes, and uh, he's gone. Just leave it, just leave it. I said he's fucking just. You like, you know, someone says got off the phone, and I just did it straight away. So I'm winding myself up, and I've, I've I'm on the fours, and I've, I've, I'm leaning on the. Regular, as I look down, he's in the cell opposite on the freeze there. He's quite a big fella, and I think, fuck this. So I've gone in the cell, I've got this knife, and I've 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 gone down, I've ran in the cell. I didn't use the knife, and I've just whacked him, whack. He's gone down, I've whacked him again. But it was dead lad, but I've looked up, and I didn't realise there's like three lads in his cell speaking to him, and I thought, shit. But luckily enough, they've kind of thought, shit themselves, you know. And in Walton, you've got a separate toilet. You've got like a door and you can go in, it's like a separate bit. The screws have all ran in, they shoved me in there, shut shut the door. And the lad whose pad it was, I've had this knife in my hand, but the screws haven't seen it yet. And he had like a wash bag, like a kit bag that you have all your washing in. But some people use it for the gym, it's like the gym stuff, and this is what he had. But I just thought it was a bag of washing. Because in, in the toilet bits in Walton, it's concrete. So this knife, it was like it, it was copper piping, so it just went ting, 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 ting. So I've tried to aim and hit his wash bag. But what he, he had a shower gel in the wash bag, so he hit the shower gel, bounced onto the metal, ting, 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 <laughs> screws open the door, he's got a knife, they've come in, they've, t- they've twisted me up, got it off me, and um, took me down the block. But luckily the lad did say, listen, he, he, he didn't use it, he just hit me twice. So, But I ended up getting, I had to start speaking to psychologists and everything, because you know, I, I was in for a stabbing and they found this knife. And this, yeah, I ended up getting 22 days on my sentence. I had to like speak to this psychologist, and 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 I, I was down the block for a couple of weeks. Because you can almost get another charge for that, can't you? Well, no, I, I, it was just assault on on him. It all just got kept. If he, if he used it, it could he have been an outside it. charge. Yeah. yeah, if he makes a statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the jail can still deal with it internally, you know. So he helped you out then. Yeah. 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 What's suicides like in in Walton? Well, I've I've moved from so I'm down the block now, and I've moved onto I Wing, and it was just it was it was chaotic. It was like it was like going to a totally different jail. It was just mad I Wing at the time, and uh, but I, I settled in, and uh, I, I, there was this lad that I was on a e- ETS course with, and I'm I'm looking at and it's in it's in the morning b- before we go to education, so I'm trying to get his attention. So we can go to education together, and I've I've just seen them going, I've, you know, like trying to flag an office down. So I've looked to see what was going on, and there was just a just just a fella swinging there. Swinging. Yeah, it was. It was. All, I, I felt sorry for the. I, I'm a bit further back, but it was. It still got to me. But he was like right there, you know. 
Yeah, and it was just it was it was but it was always happening. That's the first one I actually. It was always happening. Yeah, there was loads of like yeah, not when I say always, not like daily, but it, you heard of it, you know. Yeah, like everyone's locked down because someone's killed themselves. Yeah, that like happened that. a few times. Yeah, they locked yeah. the whole jail down. Yeah, you go, sometimes you, you you even go to like get your dinner one at a time and everything, you know, or like six at a time instead of everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did that haunt you for a few days, seeing the fella swinging? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah, it did get to me, to be honest, yeah. And was your dad, did he end up in there at the same time as you? <laughs> yeah, he did. That That's <laughs> when, so, someone's come to my cell and uh, me and my mate were padded up together and they've gone, they've gone, they've gone to me mate at first, y- your dad's here, my mate's gone, fuck, off, I don't even know my dad and he's gone, it must be you. I said, oh, my dad lives in America, it's not him. And he's he's gone. Uh, he's come back up. He's gone. It's you, it's your dad Smith. And I thought, what? <laughs> and I seen him. Like I said, like I was saying before, he's always been like quite a big fella. My dad shaved dead big fella, and he he just come from this this uh, immigration place in Florida, and he was like that. Was he, he had loads of long grey hair, and he was like that. And I was like, I thought he like a crackhead. Like and I was like, what have they done to you? And he's like, oh, it's it's not a joke over there. I remember just giving him loads of bread. I'm like, just. Just eat that, yeah. Yeah, county jail, man. I lost two stone. I wasn't in there yeah, for Yeah, he, he, was, he was like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shocking, yeah. Wow. What was it like seeing him there then? It, it, was, it was unreal. Like, it, it couldn't, I, I hadn't seen him for a couple of years, you know, at this point. But I ended up moving. And and that's when, oh, yeah, and that's when, you know, the story I said before where the, um, the screws come in and I ended up having that visit with him. You know, we ended up watching the football together and that. So was he telling you stories about what happened in America, your dad? I know he went to. I think that immigration place. I think he told me it was. The, I think it was the same one that um, no Scarface was in. I think it was, <laughs> is it called Crone? Is it you know when they come over? So I think he liked that fact. The fact that Scarface had been there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, 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 no, I've not really got any stories from that. I'm sure he has though. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your routine like in Walton? It, when when I got moved on on to the I wing, I went. I I was a bit low. I went down. I, I I had a few weeks where I was a bit depressed. Things were getting to me and that. And um, I I was in at first of all. I was in an eight man dorm. With like six oh. with like six smackheads, and it was just really getting to me. Oh. And there was this prison officer. He was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Listen, I've had fucking blah." blah. Oh, I, I had an argument with him. And then he went, get back to your cell. Because I, I didn't, when I first moved on, I didn't have any prison clothes. I only had my own clothes because my stuff was still in the bag. So you can't leave the wing. So I, I had a bit of an argument and he came, what's up with you? I said, oh, I'm in a fucking eight-man dorm. I said, fucking all smackheads. I said, you know, what? what you're not letting me off the wing. And then he ended up saying, he ended up being my personal officer. He goes, I've got a lad getting out. He goes, I'm gonna, as soon as he goes, you can gonna go, go in there with him and my personal officer. And I got in and then I... I you know, I was fine after that. I was going to education, just just, just cracking on. I got I, I was in Walton for a couple of years. I, I Walton's a cap B, and I but to, to get out, obviously, I went to Wymot in the end. But it took me ages to get to Wymot. Once you're in Wymot, you start doing all your courses, and you can start looking at getting your parole. So, so did you have your own cell at that point then? Not in Walton. When I went to Wymot, I had my own cell, yeah. That's the best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. you go in there, it's like, it's like going to a hotel or something that, that first night, and it's, yeah. like, it's like you kick back and just do what you want. and yeah. Breathe easy. Yeah, that's it. And you said you went to education. What did you do at education? I did my maths in it, because obviously I've had, I've, I had no qualifications, but I've I, I done like my maths and English, um, 
uh, writing and all stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I did all right. But, but when I, I moved and went to uh, Wymot, Wymot's like a training jail. So I I, I was working. I, I did like um, a welding course, and um, yeah, I, I got like an MVQ two in welding. They had like a big, a big. It was, it was like going to work every day, you know, big sheet metal factory, and everyone's doing the sheet metal. But then there's a bit of a training bit. Yeah, like, we would do. We, we were welding all like prison gates, basically. We were just like <laughs> slave labor, but you got like a you got yeah. a qualification at the end. And it were making the gates that they're locking us in, basically. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? I did, yeah, I enjoyed getting out my cell, you know, speaking straight. It was like, you, once you get into the cat sea, you start, obviously, you're going to work and stuff, and, and mm. you, 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 it, it's like being out a bit, you know, you, you're in work in the day, then you're on the wing at night type thing. As you release Neared, did you have a post-release plan? Um, post-release, I, 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 did, I didn't end up getting, I did. I was going to, I was going back with my mum and everything, but they, they made the plan for me in the end because my licence conditions were still quite heavy. I had a map of, like, places where... I couldn't, couldn't go. Southport. Uh, basically, yeah, with the whole of Sefton, I think it was, because Sefton covers, like, from Bootle all the way to Southport, so I, I, I couldn't enter Sefton, which which wasn't a bad thing. And I had to live with my mum and everything. Yeah. yeah. So what was the day of your release like? It was good. Um, my, um, my cousin picked me up, and uh, we ended up going out that night. But it, the smoking ban had came in, that was like the biggest thing. I woke up in the morning after being out and all, all my clothes still smelled fresh and everything. I was a bit, went into McDonald's and it was because I'd been in Spain for a bit and it said like uh, free Wi-Fi. I remember saying to my cousin, what's a whiffy? Like, I thought it was like a fucking, <laughs> fucking ice cream or something. He was like, it's Wi-Fi, you dickhead. And I was like, all oh, right. So, yeah, I thought it was an ice cream or something. I was like, I'll have one of them free whiffies there. <laughs> So the world had changed a little bit. Yeah, because I'd been in Spain for a couple of years, and I'd been in I'd been in jail for four years. Like it's like a six year gap. That, yeah. What year was that? You got released. Yeah, two thousand and nine. The beginning. Of I came back in two thousand and seven. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah. So did you plan like to not go back to crime at that point in your life? Yeah. What What was the turning point in your head? Well, to 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 go back in jail, to go back to jail. Yeah. I, um, there was there, there was a couple of incidents and I had to do these courses and I ended up doing a victim awareness course, which was down at, you know, run by the chapel. So I went on it to try and get my parole. But um it, it was it was you know, run by like um like I said, the chaplaincy, so it's like it, it it's religious based. I remember just going back to myself one day and I just started like pray first I'd ever pray, I remember just praying like just what? Like, what do you want me to do when I got... If you're really there, like, what do you want me to do? Remember just having all... Like, like the next day, it, it, it was clear. I was going to go to my mum's. I was... I, and I, I was just going to try and sort myself out, you know. So that's what it was. And then I ended up... I ended up um, I, I going to... Um, I, I had a probation officer called Una Hamill, I think her name was. She was an Irish lady. And I, I I remember saying to her, I, I wouldn't mind going in the army or something, but obviously with all that, with all my record and that, I've got no chance, have I? And she was like, I've, I've got a few lads in there. I know, I know a few lads that have been in. So I went down to the the um, the career's office and I told them about They said, we're going to have to speak to more people. So they soon, I think she faxed like me records and that. And they said, right, goes, go on like a look at life course. So I went on this army look at life course I think I did like three weeks down there and I got a report and they were like you can only join the infantry blah 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 but if you want a further application you can do 
So we kind of got a green light on that. And um, so I, I, I was down in Catrick doing my basic training. Was that? Uh, North Yorkshire. Okay. Yeah, so I went down there, do my basic training. And uh, the, the girlfriend at the time, um, she ended up getting breast cancer. Mm. So I, I, I had, she had radiotherapy, so I had a three weeks leave. Yeah, you know, so I could be there while she had yeah. this radiotherapy. But when I went back, my head just wasn't quite right mm. with it all. And I, I, I got moved troops because I'd missed like three weeks. So I got back squatted and I, I, I was just getting into fights and everything. And, and we had this big, massive fight in Darlington. There's, there's like a gypsy base in Darlington and we had this big, massive fight. Then there's, there's like the military piece, police pushing us one way and like the civvy police pushing them that way. And we, we all nearly got outside charges and we had to stay on camp. Everyone else went home for the weekend and we had to stay on camp while this investigation was going over. So we've gone down into the naffy and just started getting getting levered. It was me and two Scottish lads. And we went back into, like, you know, to our blocks. And these two Scottish lads, we were causing, we, we were levered. We were causing a ruckus, woke everyone up and everything. We had no, like, section commanders on because everyone, had, like I said, had gone home for this weekend. And then one of these lads... Two of these, like one had pinned this lad down, and one of them has put his balls in his mouth and oh, teabagged him. Yeah, and he, so the, but this lad's picked up, I think it was like a bayonet or an entrenching Jesus. tool, yeah, and he's gone after one of them. And I've choked, I've put him, I've put him to sleep thinking, and then next thing you know, six in the morning, all the military police are in on us and you know, twisting us up and everything. And uh, in Catrick, the, the police station is half military, half civilian, and they were quizzing us. But the, but the interviews, like, I'm used to getting interviewed by, like, the CID and all that. I was just, it was just a joke of it. And they, they took me fingerprints. It was, like, back in the 90s, you know, like, ink. <laughs> it was, like, ink. And it was just, like, it was, it was a joke. And um, I thought I should have got praised for, like, saving one of these lads. But then I didn't get any charges, but they got charged of, like, I think it was, like, a sexual assault, you know, because it, but um, I, I just couldn't be asked for it after that. And then um, I felt like I let a few people down, but I ended up... I, I, I got moved squads again and I was just getting into more bother and in the end they just kicked me out. And when you got out then, like, you know when you've been doing a lot of drugs when you're a young person? Yeah. It's hard to like quit that lifestyle, isn't it? Well, I, I, Including I, alcohol, which is a drug. Yeah, no, I did. I went, I, I got back on the ale and um, I, I was taking cocaine. So like me and my missus, she, she had the cancer, then we split up. My sister had died... Um, there was just it was just like complexity. On it was all in the space of like a year, or something. All these major things happened in my life. Yeah, and like something just, just blew. You know, like all the complexity just just built up. Yeah, I remember being. I, I I was I was just sat on the couch one day, and there was all the, I started like seeing things, like 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 shadows running past me. And then, like, shadows on the, you know, on the ceiling. Yeah, and I, I thought, that. Yeah, and I thought, that's fucking weird. Like, do you know what I mean? But I started Shadow to, people, men in black, I all saw, that stuff. I, yeah. I literally saw it, thought nothing of it, and then I, I, it freaked me out, and then it happened again. But this time, it, it, it was, I was depressed as well. Like, I wasn't getting on with... So I, I'm not speaking to my mates because I'm, I'm trying to, like, sort myself out and I'm, I'm, I'm falling out with people. Like, all that stuff that I've just said's happened... I'm depressed, and then it happened again. All these shadows, and, that, and I was I was scared to be honest. But what what done it? There was the curtains, and a, a face pushed itself through on the curtain, 
and then it happened again, and I just lost it, and I just I ended up by I think I stabbed myself in, in you know in the arm. I, I, what? Yeah, I, I took a load of pills, and it 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 um it, yeah, it just I just tried to kill myself basically. And, uh, oh jeez. Yeah, I got I got I think I ended up getting put on antipsychotics. I think it was like a, a, an episode of psychotic depression. It was. How, the, how old were you at this point? I was in me. I, I was in my mid twenties. So this is around the time your sister died as yeah, well. Yeah, like, like I said, all these major things to me. Like, I, like my missus had cancer. Then we split up. Then my sister died. You know, I, I, yeah, it, all things just gathered up and it just blew. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I remember. Yeah, I was fucked for a few years. I, 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 I was, I wasn't committing crime. I was still over there. I was still, I was still on the. People weren't giving me any credit, really. I don't think because I was still on the path of doing good. But I just wasn't quite there, you know. There was still all sorts going on, and I I ended up ended up going to the doctors, and I, I had counselling. That didn't work. I had something else that didn't work, and I said I need like something's up with me, you know. And he ended up I ended up getting put in the care of uh, the complex needs services. It was called, and I had like a psychiatrist, and I. But what what really saved me was um, the therapist. I ended up having fer- uh, therapy. And it, 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 and I started speaking about stuff, and she was telling me why I did things, and you know, it was just, it just, it was just amazing. So from that, the the, the psychology, I started reading psychology because you know, I knew that them episode, um, that came to an end. Then I started reading. Have you, have you ever heard of a psychologist called Jordan Peterson? It's quite big lately. Is that person on YouTube? Yeah, he's a big YouTuber. Yeah. And I, I, I've read yeah. his book. And um, he, he's a Canadian psychologist so with the therapy I've had, and then reading his book and watching all his things, it um, yeah, it 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 it's it really changed my life. He does a course, online course called the Future in the Future Offering Program, and I did that, and it's about obviously if you, it's quite it he designed it for kids in university, but then because it helped them, it helped like. Ethnic minorities and working class kids in university. I think I'm right in saying that, and they they, they stayed in thirty percent. That I, I stayed in longer, and but so so anyway, I done that course, and that that's when I decided I had all these things that I wanted to do and why. One was to like do the book and do the poems and get it out there and and just sort my life out. And in 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 that two years, in a two year gap, I got like a full time job. I ended up getting like. Um, Two pay rises. I, I I done the book and everything was just. Wow. I'm still on that path now. I've, I've I've got a great missus. We've just had a little baby. I've I've got a daughter to a, a previous relationship and things are just starting to um really go well for me. Congratulations, man! And you know, with these stories, we like to give people life lessons. And I think one here is if you are going through stuff and you think like you're stuck in a depression and you're self-medicating with drugs and getting into criminality, if you can find a good therapist, it does work, doesn't it's it? you got to click, click with the right one, yeah. though, haven't you? Yeah, because I had counselling and stuff like that before and it, it, it just traumatised me, I think, basically. But I, 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 Mel- Melanie Ball, her name was, if she's from North Wales and we just like obviously were together and it just it it. it it just happened. I started to doors just started opening for me, you know. Some people, times people go therapists and they don't like it. You got to try various ones. I recommend because I've had ones I didn't get anywhere with, and I felt it was like negative. 
experience but then I've had one that really helped me progress because when mm. you're running around doing all those things yeah. you've got to want to do it though haven't you yourself you've got to want to do it yeah. yeah yeah and sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to get that yeah, that, yeah. to come out, out of that yeah when you're running down doing all those crazy things when you're a young person you don't understand the psychodynamics behind it do you and the root causes yeah. yeah and then when you do the therapy they help you like find out your root causes and your triggers, um, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like why you're doing them and, and, and where you go. We had this big like, uh, tr- like, like tree, you know, of, of why I did that, and then I, instead of going that way, do this, and I just I still do it now. I've, I've, I've still sometimes got to sit there and think, right, why am I thinking this right now? And I, I've got to try and get, but I always get there. Yeah, because uh, it puts uh, a circuit breaker in your head, doesn't it? Then yeah. you're thinking about it uh, yeah. when you were doing it as a young person. You don't have any of that in your you head. Just, you need to stop yourself. Just just blow up, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was the most important things you learned about yourself from the therapist? I, I had an, I had a, I, I had a problem of being overlooked, rejected, and, and there was something else. And when I felt, but when I felt that was just about to happen or something, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hit the drugs or I'd, I'd, I'd be violent or you know I'd, I'd go on a bender for a week and all sorts happened, you know. So it, 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 it's getting your ways. But another big one for me was was um, encouragement you know that's what I, I, with this interview or e- even with this book if if I could en- you know en- encourage people t- just to do better then you know that's what it is just, just encouragement because I think sometimes with like me you know like if you haven't got like a male role model or something like a good one I think you lack discipline and encouragement like I, I think women tend to do like the caring and, and, and you know, look, looking after the child. Where I think that's what I missed. I think I missed encouragement. So if I could do, you know, if anyone could be encouraged by this, that would be, uh, it'd be great, you know. Yeah, people definitely will. Yeah. And um, the therapist said to me, when you give things up, you know, if you've got this addictive adrenaline junkie personality, when you give things up, like, you know, running around with gangsters and getting high, there's a space inside you that you've got to put something in its place. So have you learned to channel your energy then into what, what things now give you meaning in your life? It, responsibility. That, that's what that, that's a, the, the main thing I got from it is, is responsibility gives life meaning. You know, yeah. Being a, being a dad. Being, being a being dad, working. Yeah. You know, I haven't got time to mess around. You're, you're up, you're working, you come in, you get a baby shoved in your arms. You know, you're like, <laughs> you're, it's all this responsibility. You yeah. haven't got time to do all this. But yeah, responsibility definitely gave, gave, well, gave me so much meaning in my life, yeah. Yeah. You said you wanted to read a poem out of your book as well, didn't I've, you? Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Do you, you want to bust one out now? Yeah, it's fine, yeah. So um, what ones... What, and what at this moment of the interview, what one do you think would be most appropriate to read to people? Yeah, I wrote two about the shadows, and that there's ones about the shadows in there. Yeah, go just for it. Took, so this is called Shadows, and it, when I was listening to that, I was hearing things about like music and stuff, and it was all just a bit chaotic. It's called Shadows. The music stops, and I feel the cold. Love carved and extracted. Can the soul save itself? as they fight for my last breath, pulling me into the shadow world where dead hearts can't bleed, moons don't reflect from seas, and on the vulnerable, the shadows feed. That's really powerful, yeah. man. And, and the, 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 there's another one that runs in with yeah, that. Was, uh, it's, it's called Seeing Death, and it was about um, 
the su- so it was just right after that about the suicide attempt the same week it was so seeing death the last one goes down goes in floor pressing hard against my unjustified crown dazed feeling out for the door struggling curled out on the floor sweat tears bodies being bled gagging choking blood being shed i shut my stinging eyes to death's smile as it attacks from inside i'm on capital trial needing god's force to fight evils pondering like a moth to a light they're laughing as i cry there's no one to hold me and kiss me goodbye familiar voices in my head somehow different instead is it him the one who satisfies in my sin eyes lost in my cry all alone i'm going to die the blood runs from my wrists to my palms then catching my eye the new testament and psalms wow these are phenomenal <laughs> they say that some of the most powerful writing and poetry comes out of personal suffering yeah I used to love listening to a few lads that had wrote poems in jail. I love poems written yeah. written in a cell. I've got a few of them. If you like. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I wrote... These are all ones that I've wrote in jail. It's called... This one's called Remembering. Feels like I've been here so long. So I strain to think back to when things weren't so wrong. But all I see are my hands cuffed in a sweat box. So I strive even harder trying to forget about locks. No, I'm in a cold court cell, and like a scared snail, I retreat alone into my shell, still thinking, endeavouring to remember. All I can see is a man in a wig, dictating my future and how I'm going to live. Stand up, sit down, fixed on thinking is causing me to frown. And then I remember... The girls, the beach, the sun, back in the days when it was fun. A freeing memory until this time has passed. Put strength in my arms as I hoist the mast. Wow. Did you enter any of these into the Kersler arts thing? Oh, no, I've never heard of You would have won a prize, yeah. The, the Kersler, this is another thing. If you've got people in prison, um, Kersler Trust out of London helped prisoners rehabilitate to, through art. And every year they have an annual awards thing. So, for example, Carl could have entered his poem from prison, sent it off to London, and perhaps won an award through them. And so many people each year get on their mentorship scheme, whereby they send someone, like a published poet, to the prison to mentor you, to help you. Really oh, great no, people. Yeah, that, yeah, man. really great people to help me. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's phenomenal. Can I just hold the book a second? Yeah. So... If people want to check this out, When the Soul Cried Out for Meaning, A Pathway to Order Paved with Chaos, Carl Smith. And I'll just read from the back. Walk with me on an affecting journey through 41 powerful poems from the brink of insanity <laughs> to prison, prayer, therapy, love and loss. Then leave me as we discover the meaning of life. And then there's a quote here. From obscure realms, the whisper of my conscience mutated into screaming, only gathering my cross, carrying the load. 
When the soul cried out for meaning. That's from one of the poems in the in, wow. Into the Light. Into that the Light. Yeah, that's when things start getting a bit better for me. I think uh, if, if that's the flagship one, perhaps you could read that one then. Into the Light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into the Light. From obscure realms, the whisper of my conscience mutated into screaming. Only gathering my cross, carrying the load, when the soul cried out for meaning. As the sun, I arose the hero of the day, victorious from the dark night's fight, beaming away in sanity, like a baby emerging into the light. Have you thought about starting a YouTube channel and just reading some of these on your channel or anything? No, I don't think... think yeah, I think people would be very interested. Yeah, oh. yeah. All right, so have you got any other stories or anything else you want to say before we conclude? So um, it's just for like, any young lads that are going down the wrong path. I just, I just want to encourage them, basically. So whatever you think is holding you back, you know, your, your lack of education, your criminal record, the way you look, the way you speak... Just, just just, whatever it is, bollocks to it. You have something meaningful to contribute to the world, something good and of value. Now, it, it's not easy. You know, life's hard, but, um, but so are you. Like, you can do it. If you don't have meaning in your life or, 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 or you're not pulling your weight towards good, you're going to end up feeling useless. And, and when you feel useless... You start seeking these impulsive, low-class pleasures like drink, drugs, violence, petty crime, and that's only going to lead you to jail. Or, 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 or even worse, it, it, it's going to lead to depression and you're going to end up blowing your fucking brains out all over your fucking mum's box room or wherever it is, is you're staying. So just decide what good you want to do and just, and just go for it. Um, Follow your conscience. I, 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 I honestly believe your conscience is God's spirit within you. So just follow your conscience. Um, set goals. Um, make the sacrifices you need to achieve them goals. And don't stop. That's the key, not stopping. Like, the world spins. And if you stop, you, 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 you fall backwards. Yeah, I touched on responsibility before. Um, it, it gives life meaning. I, I used to run away from all my responsibilities. And... Um, embrace them embrace responsibility and you'll find meaning in your life and and and, and you'll come away from it you'll be, you might be proud of yourself at, at at the very least you'll start to tol tolerate yourself and things progress from there so just good luck hang in there and um god bless you so there's a lot of gang activity in liverpool then and the young people think right i'm broke i can make some fast cash what do you say to those young people? Just what I've said there. It, it, it's only going to lead you to jail. Yeah. You know, I, I cash, like, just, 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 just work for it. I mean, I'm, I'm 36. I've only been working for two years. You know what I mean? But it, in that two years, I've, I've, I've just, I've worked hard and I've had two pay rises, and it, you, you, you'll probably end up making more money just working. You know, and you'll feel good about yourself. You, you, you'll have meaning in your life. You know, you, 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 your kids will be proud of you. Your family will be proud of you. And, and it, 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 it's just not the life to go down. It, you know, it really isn't. It really isn't. Absolutely brilliant message to end it on. So please support Carl and his work. All the links are going to be in the description box below the video. 
you can get the book. Is that worldwide on Amazon now? Um, yeah, when the soul cried out for me, and yeah. it's only a fiver as well. Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And uh, if you're in America, fiver means about six dollars, six or seven dollars, yeah. something like that. So please let us know in the comments what you thought about the video today. Huge thank you to all the new subscribers. Subscription logo is in the corner of the screen. Huge thank you to the fellas at Material um, Studios for filming this today. And especially big thanks to Carl for coming in and um, burying his soul and sharing his poetry. <laughs> Give us a hug, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Cheers, thanks for the yeah brilliant. Well done, man. <laughs>